Welcome back, everybody, to your creativity. Today, we're going to pull back some layers of the and some secrets about social media. <laughs> <laughs> there are many secrets. There's a lot to pull back, let me tell you. And it's changing every day, too. It really, really is. How does one keep up? <laughs> um. Well... Like I said before, I mean, you saw me this whole time. I've been frantically posting and editing and doing stories. There's so many different angles to social media that um, you really just have to be always creating in order to keep up. And so, you know, a lot of our clients, that's why they hire us. I run a social media content business. We do digital management across four different platforms. So that includes Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and also Twitter, and recently TikTok. So yeah, we're really branching out. Yeah, TikTok is uh, taking the world by storm. So we've had to hop on that as well. And it's uh, with so many different platforms and so many ways to create with stories, with posts, with reels, with TikToks, with, I mean, blog posts, reaching out to, you know, magazines, podcasts, um, all kinds of different outlets. There is so much that you can use to to market yourself on social media. And so that's what we do for our clients. For sure. And we didn't introduce you. <laughs> Chloe Johnson. Here I am. Yeah, she's up here in Park City. Mm-hmm. She worked with Terry at Park City TV. Yep. And um, during that time, you did a lot of Sundance interviews. and We did. Like yeah, so, so it was so fun working with Terry. We love the folks over there at PCTV. We had so much fun. And that's how Terry and I know the town so well. So... And, and Sundance so well, because he would see mm. them in studio and you would be... Absolutely, yeah. Terry would host, I mean, the biggest names in the entire business. Terry was, I'm sure he'll tell you, he was up from like 2 a.m. to to 2 p.m. to then later burning the midnight oil at an after party. So he was really, uh, he was burning the, the Sundance oil for sure. And I was usually on the street or doing the red carpets. So we both had our fill. Tell us about the it. red carpets. Like what... It was fun. It was good. I'd Um, be tripping over myself figuring out what to say. (laughs) The red carpet experience starts with about two hours of waiting in the snow. Um, If you're at the Eccles, which that's where you know where all the big movies are. So that was it was a lot less glamorous than people thought. I would never show that part on my social media. I would only show the inside when we were, you know, cozy and warm in line and waiting for the big names to come by. But um, yeah, it was such a cool opportunity to meet you know, the bit, the huge names in the business that are so exciting. You know, we, I interviewed Matt Damon and Kira Knightley and, you know, Jack Black when I was super young, I was like 20 years old, you know, kind of just barely starting out in journalism. And, but then we also got to interview people who it was their first movie ever. We interviewed Jen, uh, Jennifer Lawrence when she came for Winter's Bone. That was the one that she, back, yeah. yeah, I mean, she is huge now. And that was her first one. She was so cute. We interviewed Timothy Chalamet, um, when he did Call Me By Your Name. And, of course, we were all focused on Army Hammer because how can you not be focused on <laughs> Army Hammer? But, you know, Timothy Chalamet is now an absolute A-list celebrity, just just huge name. And so it's so fun that we get to kind of talk to them in that informal setting of Sundance with, you know, the raw excitement of their their first big break. So To quote uh, John Mulaney, that Timothy Chalamet, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is, yeah. he's really, he's doing great. Cheers to him. Yeah, awesome. So, um, mm-hmm. but before that, you were in New York um, as an intern and doing stuff out there? Yeah, so I did, broadcast journalism was my um, my major in college, and I actually started on Park City TV as an intern there for Terry. I was Terry's intern oh, wow. for I, a couple years. I and I was down there. 
Well, in, in on PCTV, oh, when I was going oh, to school okay. at BYU, I would drive up here every day. And I grew up here in Park City, so I knew it well. And I basically just went in and begged Stanton to, to make me an intern <laughs> back when he owned it. And um, yeah, so I got to intern for Terry on the evening show, which was so fun on Mountain Views. And was it Mountain Views? That was his show, right? Yeah. I forget. We changed the name so many times while I was there. We had so many shows running at once. When I was um, on there, it was Mountain, Mountain Views. Mountain <laughs> I think so, yeah. And yeah, we would have so much fun. And he was great to work for. He showed me a lot of the ropes of kind of the industry there. And then when I graduated, I did my internship in New York, which was very fun. It was a very famous moment where I was in a flash mob with MC Hammer as part of my internship. So there you got to go. love the Big Apple. Um, but then I came back and worked with Park City Television with Terry um, for a while as a reporter out on out on the street. So it was super fun. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part, I, I, the one time I was at Park City, it, it just seemed really cool. And... They're awesome. Yeah. I miss the job because it was so fun just waking up every day and checking my schedule and being like, okay, I am getting paid to go play with penguins at the aquarium <laughs> and we're filming that. And then I'm going up in a hot air balloon at three and then I'm, you know, doing a, like a cocktail mixing segment at OP Rockwell at seven. And that was like my whole day every day. It was so crazy and so fun. And, and um, that, you know, really helped prepare me too. a lot of the skills there with the video editing because I did it all myself start to finish. Um, you know, video editing, setting up, working with different businesses. That helps a lot for what I do now for digital management. Uh, a freelancer myself, I, mm-hmm. I, I love the lifestyle of every day mm-hmm. can be different, you know, up here. Yes. And... You and I, we're not desk people. No. We well, need creativity. I, I can be a desk person, but I, <laughs> I love being out too. And I've been working at home a lot lately. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this was a nice, <laughs> this was a nice change today. Um, love it. So tell tell us more about Social Camp. That's the name of your business. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I was doing kind of, you know, just being born in my generation, social media was pretty second nature to us for a long time. And even the kids now are even more so that way. But uh, I'd just been doing it for so long. And my first clients were Rachel and Molly. They're a real estate duo here. We, they're called Selling the Slopes. It's a play on Selling Sunset. And yes. so they, it's Molly Crossway, Rachel Retzer. And they're so We'll have them on eventually. Yes, they're so busy. They're like literally the most hustling ladies you've ever seen. They have a ton of kids. They have this really cool blended family. Um, Rachel actually was friends with Molly. And after Molly, um, after she divorced her husband, they she introduced him to Rachel. And then Rachel (laughs) married her ex-husband. And they're all like this amazing, beautiful family. They all get along so well. They all help each other. It's really like so heartwarming to work with them. But they were my first client. They asked me to do some videos for them. They wanted to start a vlog. And they knew I'd done some video editing because I'd worked with Rachel with the Park City Running Club um, with Park City Television. So she knew that I did that. And so, yeah, we all got together. And they are so creative and so fun. I mean, they make my job so easy because every time I show up, they're like, okay, here's what we want to do. And we want this and this and this. And I just have to follow them around and capture the magic, basically. And, yeah, and so then they kind of encouraged me they're like, Chloe, you're doing, you're great at this. You love it. It's so creative. You should, you know, you should go for it. And so I did. So I started my own company on pretty much the day that COVID shut the world down. I remember like <laughs> I had just started my LLC and I had just launched my website and I decided to do this within like a week, you know, yeah. you know, throw it all together. And I'm like, all of a sudden someone's like, this COVID thing is really a big deal. And I'm like, is it? 
Is it though? Like, we'll see, you know, whatever it's a cult. And yeah, fast forward, it was kind of a wild ride the first three months because that was our, you know, pretty intense lockdown for those first three months. And um, I took on OP Rockwell shortly after where we are now. And I have to say, OP has been such an amazing client to work with because their ability to adapt and change during this whole time has been insane. They seriously are such a resilient crew because they just didn't want to give up on all of this. You know, their whole, you know, basis of what OP was was downstairs. It was the the clubs and bringing in, you know, these amazing performers from all over the world. They had John Mayer right before COVID happened. Um, they had the Chainsmokers. You know, they used to bring in these incredible touring bands downstairs, and obviously they couldn't do that. So they had to really... 360 a couple times on what they've been doing and so they have been so fun to work with because they really have just been so positive through this whole thing and we've been keeping up and updating people on what they're doing we've been doing some live music when we can and bringing in different elements to all the different things here at the rock it's not completely open but it's you know they're trying to still be a part of the community in the ways that they can. And we recently added Park City Desserts downstairs. And it's always fun being the social media person for a restaurant because it's just always beautiful photography because the food looks so delicious. So, Oh, I have to try this. You have to. They're amazing. <laughs> they're vegan and gluten-free. Oh. All their pastries are. And then their coffee is phenomenal too. So, no. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll have to grab something on the way out. <laughs> yeah, you will. So what what kind of changes, did, you know, what kind of stuff did they do to kind of counteract? They just, I mean, they were all over the place because we really didn't know what COVID was for such a long time. We didn't know how long it was going to last. We didn't know what the regulations were, and we still don't. You know, right now, technically, we're on this um, kind of a, a little bit of more of a lockdown than we have been. And so we're trying, I've been, you know, talking to Scott. We're looking forward to New Year's Eve. We're looking forward to, he's bringing in a new gallery downstairs um, called Provocateur. That's going to be amazing and so you know we're trying to decide how we can promote this how we can bring people in for this do we do it in small dinner kind of groups do we do a new year's eve party in socially distanced dinner groups you know kind of he's very very creative scott is and he's very resilient he's partnered with um you know some locals people here in town who to kind of help keep this place running and make sure that it has a future so yeah, it's still, it's all very much in the works. They've got a lot they're talking about that I'm not allowed to say, <laughs> that it's going to be very exciting and it's really big, big name stuff that will be coming to Park City and will change the landscape a lot of what is offered here on Main Street. So. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, COVID and everything, I hope it gets better. Mm-hmm. You know, th- things look promising. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, on many levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So you talked about how, where you got today, coming through everything, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, who did you admire? Like, is there, is there like a reporter or, you know, some type of agency that kind of... Actually, you... both. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, did, when I, when the Rachel and Molly told me to, you know, pursue this full time, I had a friend who I went to school with for broadcast journalism in at BYU and he now lives in Fresno and he was a reporter there. He was like super well-known, absolutely killing it. His name was Michael, Michael Icalifo, I think is how you say it. Um... We all called him Mikey, but I guess that's probably not what he goes by now. And he uh, was, like, huge on the news. He was amazing, always reporting, like, 5 a.m. wake-up calls, probably earlier than that, actually. And in the meantime, like, on his downtime, he would run a digital management business. 
And he was telling me about it and he was like, Chloe, you would love this because it's all the things that we do. It's video editing. It's, you know, promoting. It's marketing, which is a lot of what news is anyways. You know, you're marketing yeah. a business more or less for free because you want people to know what's available in their in their hometown. And so we were kind of taking those skills and he, he encouraged me to start it too. And so he helped me a ton. We had a lot of FaceTime calls and things while he kind of helped me, you know, get some confidence to do it and told me the ropes. And we were both really scrappy people. So we kind of started from nothing and just started with one person. And now I have four employees and taking on my first full-time assistant next week. Oh, nice. So that's exciting because we're just growing so quickly. So uh, he was a great First week, help. short week, right? Because you're giving them Short week, yes. True. Good point. <laughs> I have to think it's my first year with employees. I guess I got to give them Thanksgiving off. All right. Send out a text. <laughs> You can have Thursday off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let them hang out with their families <laughs> on Thursday. Man, is it already Thanksgiving? Yeah, next. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this year Thursday, has like yeah. been the longest and shortest year of my life. It has flown by, but painfully. Pain, yeah, painfully. <laughs> Not all painfully. A lot of great things have come out of COVID for me. But, yeah, it's been – you definitely have to adapt as we go here. For sure. Um, speaking of, what, what's, what are some of the situations you've encountered that have been – like super creative with COVID, uh, yeah, with, with COVID. adapting and yeah, everything. Yeah, adapting yeah. Um, well, I mean, for example, we had one of my new clients that we just took on and had their first photo shoot today was um, Corner Store Sports. If you've been there, they're right in the heart of Park City Resort Plaza, and they have the Corner Store Grill as well, right there, and it is so delicious. We went there and we did a big thing today where all my models got to come in and eat free food and. You know, we got a bunch of pictures. They just reopened today because it's opening day of ski nice. season. It was so fun to see everybody out. Um, but they are been really creative in the way that they've been handling COVID. And obviously there's a lot, you know, they've already had the outdoor seating, but they had to kind of really put a new focus on that. And so we've been helping them with kind of some fun ways to show that off. You know, we've been doing, they're putting in new heating and all this stuff. So my job is to take, you know, what you're offering and make it look so exciting and make it look so fun and give everybody else FOMO that they need to be there this weekend. So we've had a lot of fun with that today. And we brought in some really cute kids and we had them all trying on their ski stuff. And, you know, my job is to make people see something and say, oh my gosh, where is it? I want to go. So awesome. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. It was a fun photo shoot. Let's go through each of the platforms. You know, you mm -hmm. mentioned TikTok is the, the big new yeah. one. Um, TikTok is crazy. Yeah, I go through it and I'm just exhausted. It is. It's exhausting. It's very overwhelming. Um, TikTok is interesting because Instagram is the primary platform that people think of for marketing and yeah. especially for the older generation, which, you know, is let's say 40 and up. Um, Me. <laughs> you know, they are mostly on, you know, they, they kind of, you know, cause social media is made for the younger generations. It's made yeah. for, you know, ages generally 16 through 25 that's usually where the platform starts right yeah and so like for facebook that's where it started and then gradually everyone else came on and you know kind of built from that and then the grandparents got on facebook and all the kids were like all right it's time to time to leave let's go <laughs> elsewhere so then they went on to instagram and instagram now has become so saturated once the grandparents get on instagram you know it's yeah. over the party's over but um, shout out to granddad. He's, he's on Instagram and he really, he adds a lot of love to my posts. He always likes them and stuff and it's great to have him on there, but that's how, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's not, something new needs to come along soon. 
And uh, so that one is, because of the way it's designed, it is really hard to get original content seen. On Instagram, you have to be so creative. You have to be putting in a lot of time to interactions, which is because it's just the algorithm. You're just playing the algorithm. And that's what my team does. You know, I have a lot of people that work for me that go into each account that I manage every day and they spend an hour every single day liking people's photos and commenting on people's photos so that, you know, they're getting 100 to 200 interactions with their direct demographic of customers every single day. So it's like, you know, for the corner store sports, they'll be going into the Park City, um, like the geotag for that on Instagram. They'll see all the photos that have been posted in Park City today and they'll comment on anyone from out of town or, you know, everyone and say, hey, come by and see us. Like, renting skis, come rent from us. Like, see you on the mountain today. You know, these cute little kind of comments to make themselves seen. And it's interesting the way the interactions work too because it's not just the algorithm. Yes, we do it because it pushes our content up in the algorithm when we're interacting with others. Yeah. But it's also a psychological thing with our customers. When they see your name over and over again, it starts to imprint in them. They think of you almost as a friend. This is what happens when people follow celebrities on Instagram. They think that they like are friends with that celebrity almost because they see them so much and they interact with their stuff so much. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens is that, you know, someone posts a photo. They're really proud of this photo and they see, you know, every single day for two months that Corner Store Sports likes their photo and it releases this little burst of serotonin every single time that they see this thing. (laughs) And eventually after two months, they have like this really weird love for Corner Store Sports. They don't know. They've never been there. But then, you know, the day that they need to rent skis or their friends are in town to rent skis, that's the first thing they come up with. So that is kind of the what we're aiming for with that. It's a two part system. But And it's very time consuming to do that. So that's why people hire us to take care of that for them. Because they they don't have that hour a day. Yeah. And so for Instagram, like I said, it's really hard to get that content seen. But the interactions help. And, you know, you've got to be creative. You've got to be consistent. You have to be looking at analytics. What's the best time to post? When when are your uh, demographics on? When are they interacting? Things like that. But TikTok, because it's newer. And as you know, TikTok is a very young very young platform. Yeah. Got a lot of 13-year-olds on TikTok. Honestly, their parents should probably check in on them. There's some questionable content on there. <laughs> but um, there's all these dance moves. But, uh, we, you know, TikTok, it's funny. You'll post one TikTok. It's maybe the first thing you've ever posted. And it will get thousands of views on the very – in a couple hours. Because the algorithm isn't set up to work against the user yet. It definitely is set up that way for Facebook and Instagram. But TikTok is its own thing. And so it is more generic or it's more authentic. So if you post, it will be seen. I did. I've done one TikTok post. And it was a video that I pulled from a couple years ago. It was this 4th of July. And I, all my friends were on TikTok. And I was like, okay, I'm going to post a video to see if everyone's right about, you know, how dramatic this interaction is when you just do one video and so it was my very first one I pulled a video from three years ago on the 4th of July parade in Park City when I was reporting for Park City Television and I got nailed with a water gun like just absolutely (laughs) like bowled over someone from a parade float just like it was really bad and it was pretty funny and my reaction was I was 
very angry. <laughs> I bet. And so we, I put that on TikTok. And after I checked, you know, on it like four hours later, because I was like, oh, I wonder how it did. And it had 18,000 views in four hours. Wow. And I was like, okay, so this platform is for real. And you can get a lot of views here quickly. So that's been a fun one to play around with and kind of see how people can grow and market on there. Yeah. For the podcast or myself or anything. I, I just don't know the strategies to... The strategy is make something interesting. Okay. That's all it takes. And it doesn't even have to be that interesting. And it just has to be, you know, funny or cute or just, you know, there's a lot of people get super creative on there. And then there's, you know, with TikTok, there's these like challenges. So, you know, somebody will make something up. There's one where you throw a shoe in the air and you're sitting in an outfit on the chair. And as soon as the shoe hits your foot, it's all with the editing techniques. But you'll cut the video. They'll go change into a different outfit. And then they'll sit back on there. So we're actually going to be doing one for ski season where a guy's going to be, you know, sitting in his sweats. He realizes it's opening day of, you know, whatever skiers are, throws his ski boot in there. And the second it hits his foot, he turns into, you know, all of a sudden he's sitting there in all of his ski clothes and he's ready to go. So it's just fun things like that that you can kind of have fun with and make them your own. All right. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Steve has a cool project coming up and maybe we should get him on there for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, LinkedIn, that is seeing a lot of growth. Like yeah. I've been sharing like little things here and there on there and th it's getting eyes. Mm -hmm. It's like, I would almost call it the new Facebook kind of because it's just totally good, good interaction oh. like Facebook used to be. What, what's been your experiences with LinkedIn? Yeah, LinkedIn is definitely a lot more business based. Um, you know, the thing, the content I would put on LinkedIn would be, not always, but usually different than what I would put on TikTok. And certain yeah. companies, um, you know, we usually run three to four platforms for them. So when we're choosing those platforms, we think a lot about it. So, you know, for real estate, we would I would suggest LinkedIn probably before I would suggest TikTok because a lot of their buyers, especially for these huge luxury homes that they're selling here in Park City – are not going to, they're not selling to 13 year olds. So, yeah. you know, they're, most of their clientele is not on LinkedIn or sorry, is not on TikTok, but they are on LinkedIn. And like you said, LinkedIn also has a really user-friendly algorithm where your content can be seen very, very easily. There's a guy actually who came in. It was so genius. He came into Kiln. If you've heard of Kiln co-working space oh, yeah, down we, in Salt Lake. We, yeah. Oh yeah. You well, know, Kiln, of course. Yeah. <laughs> So he came into Killen and he did, they'll do, you know, some really fun um, kind of TED Talks there for everybody, all the members. And he was a LinkedIn specialist. And he came in and told us that he created a post like five years ago. And he said the last person to, or I say, I guess the first person to have a comment in my comment section that lasts more than 24 hours as the last comment, I'll give them $2,000. And it's been going for five years and people have like alarms set on their phone to go and comment on this man's post. I mean, I don't even know. It has like probably a hundred thousand comments at this point because everyone's trying to be the last one and it's been going for so long and he keeps just upping the number now. He's like, all right, 5,000, like whatever you guys want. And he's genius. I mean, he comes up with really fun ways to interact with people on LinkedIn. So it doesn't always have to be business minded. It can also be fun. It can be an article you're retweeting. It can be, you know, just a picture of what you did at work today but there's a really, it's definitely a fun way to interact on a very more professional level to, um, you know, more business to business. <laughs> yeah. But you also definitely would respect, I mean, we do try very much to respect the guidelines of professionalism on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. You know, TikTok, it's a free for all. You can post <laughs> anything you want on TikTok. But LinkedIn, you know, people expect to see um, a more professional side of your business. So, yeah. 
Speaking of free for all, uh, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, but, yeah. yeah. Twitter's there's also a, fun. You know, there's the adult stuff there, and then mm-hmm. there's, you know, uh, very free speech, you know. And that's definitely the double-edged sort of almost every social media platform. Yeah. You know, you're all, I mean, if we're talking, you know, kids-wise, social media can be uh, a little dangerous here and there just because yeah. it's not filtered terribly well. Um, None of them are. There's no way they really can be. And they do their best, you know, especially we've seen a lot of that coming out recently with the election and them trying really hard to filter, you know, what was truth, what was rumor, what was wishful thinking, all these things that people were posting. Yeah. And um, so it seems like they are working on that more. But, um, yeah, I mean, you we try to just keep everything super fun, super family friendly for anything that we're posting. Um, because, you know, you want everyone to be able to enjoy it and you don't, there's also a lot of guidelines that you have to make sure that you're following. You can't post anything with, um, you can post with bad language, but you could get reported for it. So it's a lot of, I mean, not that we ever would, but you know, you got to make sure no one's in the background saying anything as a reporter. I know how it can be when people are trying to be funny and trying yeah. to get on TV. So, you know, when we're out filming videos and things and doing vlogs, you do have to be very vigilant, um, that everything around you is going to be completely representing your brand the way you want to on social media. So, speaking of being on air, being on air and strange things happening, yeah. have you besides the the water again? <laughs> is there any other experiences that have been wackadoodle? Oh. Um, uh, usually I edited them out. If they were, <laughs> I think we did have quite a few. Oh yeah, there was a time I used to film a lot of the uh, the sports, um, like the half pipe competitions and things that would happen and you know it was a lot of rowdy teenagers at those (laughs) and I got a lot of snowballs and phone numbers and things (laughs) thrown my way that were you know usually all in all very happy and kind but it was I had a pretty good time I moved very quickly in my job so we didn't have ever too much of an issue but it was mostly just so fun I had such a good time we I got to meet a lot of really fun people and I have a lot of great contacts from that who still kind of helped me out. I have a podcast actually that I started right before COVID happened. So I haven't even, I need to get it back up going, but we do have a whole content plan for next year. So should start getting back up, but it's called Happy Valley Happy Hour. And so we did a lot of fun stuff. We did um, right before COVID kind of shut everything down. We were backstage with um, T-Pain when he came to Sky. SLC. They're really great friends. I worked with them a lot at PCTV. And so they've been really fun and helping me kind of, you know, keep that going and keep, you know, the short kind of fun content going for them. Because now that I know how social media works, it's easy to do, you know, these short videos and kind of create it that way. So I'm having a lot of fun with that as well. I'll Once I get a little more time on my hands, I'm going to take it more seriously. But for, for me, podcasting, like it elevated, you know, because I've, yeah. I've been getting people that, you know, are at home they're like oh yeah i can take of course yeah for sure yeah it's been really cool the work from home phenomenon has definitely changed the scene a lot i like it for a little while (laughs) yeah (laughs) then you need to get out and get some fresh air you gotta wear you know wear a cute outfit get dressed up every once in a while yeah you know live the human experience (laughs) (laughs) it's important it's healthy Oh, speaking of, this is kind of a, a sidebar for me. Um, yeah. Lumenland, it's the Art, Art Alliance, Utah Art Alliance, 
had this th- has this thing with dreamscapes and it's yeah. like this light light show like walkthrough experience me and my family went to it last night nice it, it was perfect. how was it, it i was, love dreamscapes i've been there many times yeah i've been there once through dreamscapes uh, and then a week or so ago with a sundry immersive mm. <clears throat> excuse me with their their play there awesome and then Lumenland last night uh, it was good weather it's slightly cold so you know it wasn't too bad yeah but it's at the art hub so it's be turning oh, these cool. two giant murals. Yeah. And just all the lights reflecting off of it, I all love the sculptures. It. it was just really cool. They're and so creative. And I know, um, you know, we've actually done a couple fun things with them for clients doing shoots in their space um, for dreamscapes because they have such cool different vignettes that you can go to. And Jonathan helped me a lot with that. Do you know Jonathan? Yeah, I know Jonathan. He is so fantastic. Huge shout out to him because he's been really, really helpful and you know, helping us navigate things in a COVID world with Dreamscapes. If you guys haven't checked it out, Dreamscapes is so fun. It yeah. is definitely a much-needed creative awakening from work from home and COVID. So if you feel like you need some creative stimulation, go out there and check it out. And, and they're spacing everything where it's, it's good for they're COVID. They're great. It's yeah, awesome. they've been doing a really great job of that. And I hear they're moving too. I think they're going to move spaces soon. And I heard they're going to redo a lot of it. So I'm really excited to see what new things they bring in yeah, there. I, yeah, I was curious about that. Their too. team I saw that is so amazing. So what was the light thing like? Was it? Is this an after hours yeah, event? It was like from 5 to five to 10. We I went about 8 this, o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And I dragged my family out of the house. Because <laughs> they, they generally just like to stay home. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I need to get out sometimes. Yes, <laughs> we all do. But they, they really enjoyed it. They, they were like, after... This was fun. This was great. Awesome. Is Park City seeing any activities like that up here? Well, um, we don't have a lot of interactive art up here the way that they do down in Salt Lake. You know, it's a huge thing. Do you remember Hall of Breakfast a couple years ago? That was such a fun one to cover. I did that for Park City Television, and Jesse Draper was one of the creative minds behind that. He is amazing you yeah. need to have him on your podcast we did about you did? All breakfast oh he is yeah. so fun isn't he yeah he is just so incredible and he's always doing something cool you know he was behind pumpkin nights after that um we also talked to john connor who's yeah. over over all that such a fun like, yeah. team they create such amazing things and he it'd be great actually if they could bring something up to park city they were talking about doing something for sundance but um that was in the works for this year and obviously sundance is probably not going to be the sundance that we no one love, yeah, <laughs> no one love, love or fear, but <laughs> depending on what side of the local uh, yeah. stream you're on. But um, so, yeah, so he's one to keep an eye on for sure. And uh, Opie Rockwell, like I said, there's some big things in the works that will definitely be pushing the the boundaries of uh, creative artistry that we've seen before. So starting with Provocateur Gallery that's going downstairs, they will be a really fun one to come and see. So keep an eye on Opie Rockwell because we're going to be doing some kind of launch event for that. It'll be very safe and socially distant, but it'll be a really fun time too to get out of the house and have a glamorous night out. So and Provocateur, that's an enticing Provocateur, yeah. he's, from, he's out of LA, I believe, and it's a really fun, fun series of artwork, so... It's oh, photography, cool. and it's just stunning. Well, well, we'll keep everybody in the loop. We'll, yes, please do. I post at least once a day. Wonderful. <laughs> so, yeah, post, post a day, you know. Yeah, so, exactly. You know how it is. You got to always be How online. many a day? Yeah, give us some Ooh, tips. How many well, a day is good? It. Or, oh, well, tips. Okay. So um, tips, I mean, once a day. People that post on their feed more than once a day, um, 
I've personally found that me as a person, Chloe, I get annoyed. And I'm like, unless you are like my favorite celebrity in the world, I don't know that I necessarily care that much about what you're doing every day. Yeah. So I tell my clients, don't double post on the feed. But stories, oh my gosh, post all day long. Always keep you, because stories are very optional. You know, like people can choose to keep going through your story or they can move on to the next. So it's a very... Um, I don't know. There's something that's different in the psychology. I guess you can do the same with pose, but the psychology yeah. is different about stories. Everyone expects lots of stories every day. They don't expect many posts every day. Every A lot of posts, is, it's intense. Um, and so, yeah, stories are super, super fun. Uh, and always just be thinking of fun, creative ways to show people about your life, whether that is, you know, through reels, through boomerangs, through these TikTok challenges, any way that you can kind of make a creative narrative about, you know, what is happening in your life and how people can enjoy it and add it to their life is, you know, it's what we do. And so I manage right now 11 accounts. So I'm posting 11 times a day, but I have some software that helps with that. (laughs) So it's not just me all the time, but you know, the world moves so quickly and a lot of my clients are real estate um, here in Park City. Stephanie Wilcox is another great one. Oh, she is such a darling person. I love working with Stephanie. And then another one is Valen Linder and uh, Jameson Frost with Park City 360. Got to give a shout out to everybody. <laughs> and, um, you know, for them, they're all super creative. They all take big charge of their accounts, especially Valen. She is, she's great at doing her stories. Um, she's always showing off beautiful homes that she's in, these beautiful like dream homes in Deercrest or the Colony or, you know, promontory wherever she is and so that's pretty fun and they you know i encourage them to do that as much as they possibly can now with the podcast each day i i do a post but i do them in order of like a guest announcement or some guest related then a graphic some type of graphic for an event or or something and then Mm -hmm. kind of a candid post for either us or a guest you know great and i just go through that yeah you got to have your system. Okay. Having a system is so helpful. Um, that's what we do for a lot of our clients. We set up kind of something for people to expect all the time, like so they know what kind of content they're looking for. It's almost like a magazine. You know, when you open a magazine, you know that there's going to be the how-to column. There's going to be the, um, you know, the fashion advice column. There's going to be the love advice column. And that's kind of what people want to see from a business Instagram, at least, um, is they want to see consistency in content because that's what helps build your brand in their mind. And, you know, that's what they will. But then you also have to be evolving. It's so, there's yeah. so many different angles to it. Because any one of these so, could disappear any day. True. Yeah. yeah they and could it's, have a bad, you People know. always want something new and inspiring. So that's, you know, that's your job. And that's my job as the digital creator is to bring in something that will inspire people. See, I'm, I'm waiting for Instagram to just disappear so <laughs> I can have my life back. <laughs> I know, I, I know. Because I play around with eight accounts and I just... <sighs> it's intense. <laughs> yeah. I know. I feel you. I have three phones. It's, an, it's oh. a lot to handle. <laughs> and I'm noticing the phone right there is blowing up. Do all three... Are, are they blowing up all um, the time for you? Yes and no. This is my personal phone okay. here. It looks like everyone's doing okay. Um, <laughs> but mostly the other phones are simply for social media. Okay. And so those ones, they do blow up with different you know, notifications of likes and things like that. But I don't have to check those as often. I do <laughs> respond to every client's different. Some like me to respond to their comments and DMs. Some don't. So it's just kind of, you know, it's all different and it's constant juggling, but it's so fun and it's so fulfilling for me because I get to be creative all day long. 
every day. It's overwhelming and wonderful. <laughs> and I, I think I was kind of aware of you before you emailed me about, you know, connecting oh, with yeah. Kim <laughs> and, and, and yeah. the girls. Um, w- w- and it's always nice to hear that people are listening to our podcast. Yeah, for sure. I think we've got about a dozen listeners, maybe tops. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully it's getting better. Yeah. But um, just dead emailing ha- or cold emailing, I mm-hmm. guess it's called. Yeah. How How helpful or is it kind of a shot in the dark? Everything's a shot in the dark, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, we do a lot of work with influencers and PR, you know, like I said, I reached out to you guys, um, and you'll want to reach out to different podcasts, different news articles, different influencers, anyone who can help grow your platform by sharing, you know, platforms. And, um, yeah, I just, with, with influencers, I'll reach out to maybe 50 when I need five. so that's kind of how it goes you know you're hoping to get fives you reach out to a lot and um try to make it personal try to reference their content tell them why you think they're a good fit for what you want and just be genuine with them you know that's people behind the screen so if you can connect with them usually you can at least get their attention to talk about your product or your marketing and see if they would be interested in you know joining you and those type of people do a lot of them have teams or are they by themselves? And what, depends what how are, big they are, you know. Yeah. A lot of influencers, a micro-influencer is somebody between 3,000 and uh, I'd say probably 15,000 followers um, because, you know, because the way that Instagram works, um, and that's, we're talking Instagram here, but the way Instagram works is that they, your content really only gets shown to about 20% of your followers. And then if it does well with that 20%, it will then get pushed up to more of your followers. So yes, they have 15,000 followers, but really you're not actually getting shown to all 15,000 people. Yeah. And so the more, the bigger the influencers they are, of course, you know, they, there's so many people that do this as a full-time job. These people have a hundred thousand followers, but they'll have a hundred thousand followers and still only get maybe 3000 likes. So the ratio on Instagram, like I said, is crazy bad actually for, um, yeah, we get you know, 12 for and 20 on our yeah. Thoughts. And I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. That. And it's, you know, that's what it is. It's constant building and constant interacting and constantly trying to compete in this world of people who dedicate their life to make taking good Instagram photos. <laughs> but um, it's fun and it's it's cool that people have a creative outlet to do that. You know, that when you're on vacation, I mean, yes, it's a, like I said, everything is a double-edged sword, so it can be less cool if people are if using it to take themselves out of enjoying the here and now of their vacation but it can also be a really fun way to experience things that you maybe wouldn't do I think maybe this is a uh, millennial mindset here because a lot of people love to kind of complain about influencers and the way that they will go and do random things just for the picture but at the same time it's probably something you might not have done unless you were trying to actively seek out new things to you know yeah. Make your life interesting. In the in the search for making your life interesting, you actually sometimes do on accident. So <laughs> it's uh it can be really, really fun. And a lot of our friends and our, you know, different influencers that we work with, they live incredible lives. And yeah, they have to create content, but they also, you know, it only takes a little while to get the picture and then you get to sit there and enjoy the sunset in Dubai while you eat this free meal. So, you know, it's it's a fun life that they live and social media offers so much for for businesses, for personal people, for connecting with 
you know, someone you met on vacation 10 years ago and you still know everything about their life because they post every single day. <laughs> so it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool thing that we have. I think it, it does, it does have harm. You know, everyone talks about how it can make you, uh, I guess, wish for things that you wish your life was like somebody else's. But if you can help to try and detach from that and, you know, see the, it for its more inspirational content, then yeah. it really can be very inspiring. Use critical thinking and yeah. common sense, but mm-hmm. also have fun with it. Yeah. On vacations, I, I, I just try to capture moments. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't try to get buried in it. You don't bring your drone and your full no, gimbal no. setup to get your running on the beach shot? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I would love to do that. It's like... <laughs> We we interviewed um, county countries. They they, I think they met here or something. That mm-hmm. They have a local thing, and I saw them on the news and reached out to them, and they're working on uh, the world um, record for mm-hmm. g- going into all all the countries of the world within a certain time frame. Yeah. Luckily, during this, uh, 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 Guinness paused it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were like it. It was crazy, and they took their drone with them, and it, that's awesome. It, it, it was really cool. It is so cool the way that you can, you know, technology has evolved so much. You can capture things so beautifully now, and it's fun, you know. And cameras are getting so good on. They these are phones. getting so good. Yeah. I have to give a shout out to my friend Tomash Drummel, T O M A Z. This guy is the drone king. He's an Austrian. and all he does every day is climb mountains, as they do in Austria, apparently. And I have seen literally the most beautiful sunsets and sunrises and views of my life literally just watching this guy's stories that he creates he is a truly incredible creator and it's fun that those people get to take you with them kind of on that journey and so yes you can look at it and be like i wish i was on a mountain or you can look at it and think oh our world is so beautiful aren't we blessed you know it's it's all the way you're you're thinking about what you're saying and social media is probably saving a lot of businesses right now like it you know, is. People it gives you another platform. Yeah, their Etsy and stuff, and they can share it. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, yeah. um, a lot of different angles for social. I have some bonus questions because oh, I think bonus we've, questions. We've gone through all mine. Describe what you do. Yeah. We did that. Where? <laughs> How'd you get to where you are today? Yep. Who do you admire? Situations that are most creative. Um, what does creativity mean to you? That's the first bonus question. Ooh, creativity means um, taking risks. I would say. And trying things that you wouldn't do and and seeing what you didn't know you had inside you. That's something that that happens to me every day. I had no, when I started this company, I was like, I bought a camera and I was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to be a photographer. I don't know if I have the eye to be a photographer or the editing skills. And, you know, we do a lot of photo shoots. A lot of times we bring in a photography team to do it and I get to learn from them and kind of see how they would do it. Um, but it's also been so fun to test my creativity and see, you know, what I can create that what I can, if I can think of something in my mind and bring it to life, that's kind of what creativity is to me is taking a risky idea and seeing if you can make it what you dreamt of. Make work, make it. Yeah. Yeah. Serve a purpose. Awesome. Who is your favorite Muppet and why? My favorite Muppet? Yeah. Oh, um. So it's Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock. Was Gromit a Muppet? Remember Wallace and Gromit? Was he a Muppet? I think he was a clay person. Yeah, a clay. Uh, he might have been. He might have been claymation. claymation. Yeah. Okay, Muppets. We're talking Kermit, right? Like Sesame those guys. Sesame Street, Muppets. Oh. Fraggle Rock. Oh, anything um, Jim Henson created. So Cookie even Monster. Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. I relate 
a lot to that. So I'd say Cookie Monster. I'm really hangry if nobody's giving me sugar in a couple hours. So, yeah. On uh, HBO, Elmo has a talk show. He does? Yeah. And, Go Elmo. And Cookie Monster is like his, you know, Ed McMahon, his oh, Andy Richter, his yes. sidekick. And it, it's, oh, it's that's just perfect. Yeah. That's a great role for him. It's beautiful. That's great. In the movie of your life, who would you like to play you? Ooh, well, ugh, every time I walk down the street in Sundance, I get stopped because people think I'm Anna Kendrick. But I guess we look a lot alike. Yeah, I can see it. So yeah. maybe Anna Kendrick, because apparently she's spot on for the looks. But uh, ooh, who would I want to play me? Someone really um, cool. Like, oh, who's someone that I love right now? Mm, oh, okay, I know who I would want. Um, have you seen The Queen's Gambit yet on Inst no, on my, Netflix? My wife's watching it. Incredible. I'm... I think the girl's name is Anya something. Anya and Taylor. Anya Taylor or something. She is phenomenal. And I've seen her through a couple different movies, actually. And then she was in a TV show I watched for a while, Peaky Blinders. And now she just is starring in um, the Netflix show. It's a miniseries called The Queen's Gambit. That is probably the best show I've seen in years. It was so amazing. So, um, and her character was, she's really good at playing very fierce women who have to stand up a lot for themselves. So, um, and yeah, it I would starts off her. naive because she's this young girl. She's a young girl, then, but even when she's a young yeah, girl, she she then. is awesome. You will yeah. love this character. You need to watch it. Yeah, I would choose her. Yeah, I'm wrapping up a couple other shows I have on other okay, streaming right. services before <laughs> right. I get to it. <laughs> I feel you. And um, that's it. That's um, it. That's all my bonus questions. That's all your bonus questions. Um, kind of recap where everybody can find um, you and yeah, you know, shout um, out to a few of your clients if you'd like. I mean, like I said, we, we've we really just grown so quickly through just word of mouth and referrals to from friend to friend. And so um, you can email us if you're interested. It's uh, in, you know, talking about different digital marketing for your business at mysocialcamp, C-A-M-P at gmail.com. Camp stands for content. Um, analytics, uh, marketing, and partnerships. So that's kind of the different aspects of what we get to do for our clients. So um, yeah, go ahead and reach out. And we love chatting with people about and seeing what they're doing in their business and how we could create that visually for their customers. So awesome. Do you yeah. want to shout out to a few of you, the clients? Of course. I, I mean, if, you oh. know, here we are in OP Rockwell and their beautiful yeah. podcasting studio. We'll have to get a picture of this oh, yeah, for the social. For sure. um, and then, you know, all my wonderful real estate people that we've talked about today. And of uh, course, Kiln. Kiln's coming up to Park Kiln City. Kiln is amazing. They are coming up to Park City. They're opening a new location in Redstone that is going to be phenomenal. I've seen a couple of the you know, it's still bare bones, but they're they're getting it ready, I think, for... They're looking at March, I want to say, a March opening date. Yeah, that's date. what he said when he was on. Yeah, which is really great. Um, Killing is fantastic. And then we also do... We're not even just in Park City or Utah. We have Gettysburg Dental. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> they're fantastic over in Gettysburg. Um, you know, the Corner Store Sports, they just opened back up if you need your skis tuned or or uh, rentals throughout the year. And then, of course, the grill is fantastic. I had a quesadilla today. Highly recommend. <laughs> it was very, very good. Um, So many. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. I have to go through my list. Let me go look. Who do I have to kill on? Oh, um, is that everybody? There's a lot. There's a lot. They're all fantastic. But, yeah, you can see us all on our uh, – our, if you go to social camps, social media, you'll see them all. We're always posting our clients. So Awesome. Yep. Great. 
So fun. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, this was great to chat with you. Give <laughs> me up to Park pleasure. City. I can't remember the last time I came up here. Oh, really? I think it was Sundance last year. Oh, you got to come up more often. Beautiful place. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Love it. It is. All right. Well, that's all I got. Thank you. Thank you. The podcast is done, man. <laughs>